They didn't want us to vote not that long ago. Right. They didn't want us to conjure in groups not that long ago. They didn't even want us to read, learn how to read not that long ago. You really think that they want to teach you wealth creation strategies is going to take your family to the next generation? And three, two, one. You're listening to The Real Social Proof Podcast with Mr. Sleepless for Suckers himself, David Shands. Let's get it. Welcome to another edition of the Social Proof Podcast, where we find dope people that did really, really dope stuff. And this is a conversation that I'm excited about. Um, people becoming the bank. Oh, man. It's, That's it's, dope, <laughs> bro. This is about to be crazy, bro. So I told you when I came on, I'm about to share with you some stuff today that I only share with my most affluent clients, bro. Because I know that most people that listen to this is probably not going to take action. Only probably about 5% of the people are going to take action because most people don't want to read and they don't want to understand like how to do this. But for the people who actually catch on to this and for the people who actually go out and learn how to create their own bank, we're talking about an addition of extra millions in their portfolio over the next few years. It's going to be crazy, bro. Let me ask you, and you don't have to be like super detailed or like, what does your portfolio look like? To be the bank. Like, how, like, what do you have right. to have to be the bank that's going to fund other people? To be the bank, the thing is, to be the bank, bro, you don't have to start off with a, with a huge portfolio automatically. We're talking about people leveraging the money that they're already saving, just saving it in a different place so that they can maximize that and leverage it and never stop the forward momentum of their money. So, like, me personally, you know, I've been doing this for about a decade. So I got like, I got a few million, but I got a half a million dollars just in my bank that I loan out, that I, that I leverage, that I buy real estate with, that I do churro businesses with, that I do Amazon businesses with. And I don't have to stop my money from actually, my money never goes down. It's crazy. It, it only goes up. So what happens is if I have a half a million dollars, right, I don't spend it. I borrow against my money. I, be, I, I borrow from my own bank. Because of that, I leveraged it. That $500,000 continues to earn compound interest, and I just pay my bank back. All right, because I don't understand it. I got mad questions in that. <laughs> I know. That, I, that's just a teaser. We're oh, going to we get into it. We're going to get into it. Yeah, that joint just... I, I go to the bank, and I borrow money, but you borrow money from yourself because you are the bank. And that is definitely some... So people don't ask you, like, yo, let me hold a couple dollars. You actually... Lend them from your bank. So it's, it's, it's a lot of plays. This one, lending money from my bank. Okay, hold on. Before we get into it. Okay, we got to talk this about This is Marv. Right, okay, right, right. I'll, I'll, I'll get so kids. deep into the questions that people are like, yo, what's his name? Right. So Marv, I get, how do you introduce yourself typically? Good question. So, um, so Marvin Mitchell, you can find me on Instagram, Marvin Mitchell Official. And uh, what I do is I own a financial practice. So yeah. I was the youngest person at the age of 21, owning a financial firm. The youngest African-American ever owning a, owning a financial firm. Really? Um, yeah, I opened up my firm in the Midwest. Uh, it's grown right now to where in 2016, I was named as one of the top five financial advisor strategists in the nation by Retirement Advisor Magazine. So I've taken this and I've taken it to the masses. At first, it was only this information was only for the most affluent people. But over the past couple of years, I said, I need to take this out to my people. So I've been taking the same information that I got multimillionaires using over the past decade. Now I'm teaching ordinary people how they can also do the same thing and become their own bank. Were you always so, good with money? 
No, actually, no. I actually started, um, uh, I'm the first person in my family to go to college. Mm. Uh, we grew up poor. I was homeless uh, when I was younger. My mom had me when she was 15. My dad was in jail my whole life. Mm. So we never, we never, ever, ever were, we were always poor in my family. My mom didn't even have a high school education. My grandmother didn't have a high school education. So when I graduated from college, I, I moved on to Texas to attend law school at Texas Southern University. Wasn't even thinking about money. The reason why I started thinking about money is that my grandmother, who worked for the same job for 30 plus years, she actually, um, she got sick with cancer. Mm. So when she got sick, she told her financial advisor that she could not afford to lose any of her money. And that financial advisor put her into some aggressive things that she lost half of her money when the stock market Mm. crashed. She had no long-term care insurance, which means the medical expenses tore the rest of her money away. Now, she was somebody who was strong, independent. She never wanted to be a burden on anybody. So she felt like a burden when she basically went broke before she died. And she died poor. And because of that, I said, I'm never going to let this happen to anybody. So I began to study everything I could about finances. I began to read every book. I began to go to every conference. I began to talk to every strategist I could to figure this out. And I self-educated myself. And I got all of my licenses at that point. And then I started working at Wall Street. For a couple of years, when did you get your your degree in law? Did you get? I got my degree in communication. But you went to law school, and I went to. You don't have to. You don't have to have a law degree to go. You don't have to have a law degree to go to law school. No. See, here's the thing. This is what I tell people. Communication. Did y'all know that, or that was just me? You didn't know. Right. That? Okay, cool, cool, okay. Communication is everything, bro. Like literally, that's the highest level of value that anybody can provide is the ability to speak and the ability to, co- to communicate. I agree. If I can communicate with you and keep things simple, I can transition that to anything, to law, to finances, to anything. So first, I want to learn how to communicate. Once you learn how to communicate, then you get your specific skill set that you can communicate to. Gotcha. Does that make sense? Gotcha. Okay. So okay. I, I knew that. Path. And then plus a communication degree was a lot easier than a law degree. Yeah, so. actually, I settled <laughs> on communication because like that's what everybody said. Right. It was like telecommunications because I was trying all kinds of stuff. I was like, yo, all these classes are mad hard. Right, right. And then one of my dumbest friends, he graduated. I said, oh, I'm going to do that then. Right, right. You know what I mean? If you can graduate, and I still didn't graduate. But yeah, so you, yeah. you, go, to, you go to law school, you get your communications degree. Yep. And then you start working on Wall Street. I started working on Wall Street. What was the job? So I worked at Edward Jones, mm-hmm. right? I was a financial advisor for Edward Jones, right? This is this is what, how you know the you education. You know what's crazy, though? Because you got a communications degree, right. and now you're a financial advisor? You don't right, have to get right. a degree in business No, you don't. This is how you know the education system is just... I'm going to say some stuff about the education system, Please. right? But this education system is so screwed up, right? Because I remember I was competing against somebody who had went to watch you they had a degree in finance. They had a 4.0. They were, what, what do you call it? Magna cum laude, whatever that's called, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They had all of the credentials. They worked at a, as an internship in the financial field. Meanwhile, I had a communications degree working at Wendy's, right? <laughs> so, so I go in. So I go in. They basically, bro, they, they wanted to know, this is why communication is so critical. They say, why, why should we give you this position and you're working at Wendy's? They, they literally said mm-hmm. this to me. And I said, let me tell you this, because I'm a hustler, I learn, I'm going to work hard, I'm coachable, I'm going to listen, I'm going to do everything that I can to take this company to the next level. And besides that, if I can make it flipping burgers when it's hot, I can make it knocking on doors and being a financial advisor and meeting people. Communication. Communication, right? Like 
So it didn't matter that I worked at Wendy's and I got, by the way, I got a C average in college. I wasn't, I wasn't like an A student. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I got that job over somebody who, who was a 4.0 finance degree at one of the top schools in the world. Because people want to know, can you connect with people? Mm-hmm. Can you resonate with people? I don't care how smart you are, right? So I started at Edward Jones, and I was drinking the Kool-Aid. You know, I was learning a lot. Thought that I would never leave the company because I'm making six figures now, and I grew From up From Wendy's to six figures. Just like that, bro. Let me ask you, was that a, yeah. a shock? Like a lifestyle shock? Well, let me tell you about mindset, bro, because I almost didn't do it. And why, what I mean by that, I was working at Wendy's, and when I— <laughs> This is the craziest story. I got the job at Edward Jones. And my mom and my, and my rest of my family, it was like, you know, what if you take this job as a financial advisor? It was commission only. What if you fail? They said, what if you fail and now you're giving up a job at Wendy's because they was about to give... This, this sounds crazy, right? They, was, they were about to give me a promotion, bro. They said, we don't want you to go, so we'll make you team lead if you stay. Yo. So instead of... No, I'm, I'm dead. a whole dollar. I'm dead serious, bro. So instead of me making at the time, it was like eight or nine an hour. They were going to start paying me 12 an hour. Oh, wow. So you I'm like, lit. damn, I'm giving up $12 an hour. But if I fail my licenses and my tests, I don't have a job at all. It didn't occur to me that if I failed it, I could just go back to Wendy's and get a job. It didn't even occur that you were already failing, bro, at Wendy's, bro? <laughs> that That's probably been my first mindset that I'm already failing. I was bro. so poor that it didn't even occur to me that I was already failing, Goodness right? Gracious. So I literally, I kid you not, this is the craziest thing. I turned down the job at Edward Jones. I turned down the job at Edward Jones. I didn't want to disappoint my people. I felt like I had, to, I had to work. And then one of the OGs at, at Wendy's had a conversation with me. He talked, I had two jobs. I worked at Wendy's and also worked at a little part-time job at Lowe's. It was actually one of the guys at Lowe's who said, bro, you're 21, if you fail, worst case scenario, you could come back and get another job. So right. what? Go for it. And because of his conversation, he actually, it's funny, he became a client of mine 10 years later wow. after that. So and he remembered the whole conversation. So I ended up taking up the position because of that. Now I own a multiple seven-figure firm. And now I'm like, basically, I have a 180 units of real estate. I got Amazon businesses, Turo businesses, and all of that. And I'm changing the world in the financial industry when I almost chose a job at Wendy's. Goodness. Crazy, right? Mindset is like, yo, people like, yeah. they, 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 because it sounds so cliche, like you got to change your mindset, mm-hmm. but that is just thinking, you're, yeah. you're, how you approach it. You right. feel like you're thinking about it. That's crazy. Right. And if so, it wasn't for that one person that came into your life to say, yo, bro, what's wrong with you? Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. You would probably, that's why you gotta. That's why you gotta understand. Don't underestimate who's watching you, and don't underestimate the one person you speak into their life. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people. They look and they they want all of these followers. And don't get me wrong, having all of these followers are important. But if you got twenty people listening to a live mm-hmm. that you're doing, don't underestimate the power that you have over that one person yeah. that's listening to it. And you do every live and you do every communication as if you're speaking to one person. And you're gonna change your, change their life all because right. that one person who spoke to me, which is one person. Not only was I able to change the world based on that, but he became a client and I'm able to help him financially 10 years later. So it all revolved around the clock. You know what I'm saying? So treat, treat every conversation as if you're speaking to somebody that's about to change the world. I like that. So working yeah. at Edward Jones, and yeah. this is a financial firm. So I'm and working at a was financial firm. What was your job? I was an actual financial <clears throat> advisor. <laughs> so I had an office. 
and I'm doing good. Now my family is like, man, you got Edward Jones. You got this name behind you. You were poor, and now you got Edward Jones. My mom had when she was 15. So it's crazy. Like, I'm working at Edward Jones, and I'm thinking that I would never leave. But you got to keep in mind, the reason why I even started in the financial industry was because of my grandmother. So there are two reasons that made me understand that the financial industry was corrupt and that it needed to change and that I needed to make the change. The first thing, I remember this um, like, like it was yesterday. I had one of my clients, he was a 60-year-old person. My grandma passed away when she was 65. So she was a 60-year-old person. And they came to me and said, Marvin, I cannot afford to lose any of my money. Mm. And I said, same, same thing your grandma same said. Same thing my yeah. grandmother said. And it kind of came back full circle. I didn't catch it right away. And I said, well, it's going to go up and it's going to, you know, don't worry about it. It's only a paper loss. Don't worry. It's just a loss. Then they looked at me and said, the husband, his name was Walter. He looked at me and said, no, I don't think you understand. We cannot afford to lose any of our money. And I said, well, I don't know what you want me to do because we're investing in stocks and bonds and mutual funds. That's what we do. So he actually began setting me down and taught me some game on some strategies that he had learned. Mm. So when I was a old man, this is a 60 year old man because he had been reading books and all of this type of stuff. So I went back to the, one of the general partners because I'm actually in the same city of where the headquarters is. I right. spoke to one of the general partners. I said, does this exist? They said, yes, these strategies exist, but what we don't know. What was the strategy? I'm going to get to that. Okay. I'm going to get to that. So just know that there were some strategies, right? Right, right. So he said, so I'll pay attention. Make sure that y'all hang in there. We're going to get to these strategies. <laughs> so I said, so I said, um, does these strategies exist? They said, yes, they do exist, but we don't offer them. I said, well, why don't you offer them? They said two reasons. Number one, it doesn't pay the firm enough revenue. Mm. Number two, they said, we're not about to train 14,000 advisors on things that we don't offer. We want to specialize in these certain things that's going to put people at risk so that we can collect our management fees. So they were very honest with me. But at the same time, I realized that I was doing the exact same thing to some of my clients that that person was doing to my grandmother years ago. Yeah. And it was it was a conviction, right? It was a conviction because I was like, I can't, I can't continue to give advice that's contrary to why I even started in the business. 100%. So I left. And when I left, bro, I didn't even have a plan. I left just out of straight conviction. Everybody thought I was... Now, imagine they thought I was crazy that I left Wendy's now, imagine how crazy they thought I was that I left a six-figure job yeah. at Edward Jones. Mm-hmm. They thought that I was really crazy. Nobody, like, said it was a good idea. But I did What did, did you it. leave for? Like, what was the—I I understand the, the morality. But, like, did you leave and say, I'm going to start my own firm? Or you're like, yo, I just can't do this to people. I'm out. Both. I always wanted to start my own firm, but that kind of pushed me to it. Pushed mm-hmm. me to it. And I didn't have a plan. It's not like I had my own firm mapped out at the time. I said, I'm going to leave, and I'm going to figure this out. So I'm going to commit first and I'm going to figure out the rest later. I like that. It's basically what I said. Yeah. Because let me tell you the, the, the story that led to the break. Hold on, point. did y'all catch the bar? I'm going yeah. to commit first yeah. and figure out the rest later. Commit you got to commit now. first and figure out the rest later, bro. So what I did, this, this is what happened. So it was a 45-year-old who came into my office. He had just lost his job. And he said that it's a blessing that I lost my job because now I'm going to be able to do what I always dreamed of. It's a blessing disguise. I'm going to be able to start my own business. So I said, okay, well, let's talk about that. How are we going to do this? Let's talk about how we're going to do this. He said, well, I got a couple of ideas. He said, well, first idea, I was thinking about taking money from my 401k. And I said, okay, well, if we take money from your 401k, the system don't have you set up. It have you set up to work until you're 60. So real quick, um, 
So 401k, I think I understand it. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't understand it. Right. But I just know people who have jobs have it and there's yeah. money in it. I never so, had a job like that. Like, so you know. a 401k is where the, the system, and I'm talking about the system in a minute, but the system wants you to save in the 401k so you can defer your money, not pay any taxes, and then you take the money out one, once you can, 59 and a half. If you take it out before then, you get penalized. So it's something that, do jobs put money in the 401k or is they can. your check? So they can. You're putting your own money in the 401k, but some jobs offer like a match which they'll match up to like, let's say 6%. I see. Okay. Or something like you, that. So that's the benefit of it. Y'all got 401ks? I got 401ks. People got okay. 401ks? Okay. okay. All right. So he said, I want to take the money out of my 401k. I said, well, bro, if you do that. It's so important that black voices are represented in black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of black uh, voices and influencers from black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. You take the money out of your 401k, not only are they going to tax the mess out of you like 35%, but they're also going to charge you a 10% penalty because you're not old enough to do it yet because they're controlling your money still. So that's 45% before you even get it. So he said, okay, well, can I borrow against the 401k? I said, no, because you're not at the job anymore. Once you leave the job, you can't borrow against the 401k. Plus, you want to be careful about borrowing from the 401k anyway, because if you do, they're going to penalize you. Um, I'm sorry, if you borrow from the 401k and you lose your job, they're going to tax all of that and penalize you anyway. Mm. So then he said, well, I want to take the equity from my home because I got some equity in my home and I've been paying extra payments. So I know I got a lot of equity in there. Mm. So the problem with that is you don't have a job anymore. So now when you go <laughs> to, to the bank and you say, I need to get my own money for my equity, they're going to make you fill out a 25-page application and prove your income that you're getting in right now. And if you can't prove it, they're going to say, we own this money now. You can't get that money. So it was so many loopholes to him getting some money to fund his business that he gave up on it and decided to go back to work. Mm. And once I realized that happened, I said, this system has us set up for failure. I want you to think about this um, system, Chance. So the system basically says, we want you to go to school, right? right. So you can learn how to be a good citizen. Yeah. We want you to get this education, and we want you to graduate from high school. And once you graduate, 
We want you to... By the way, you're getting this education from people who've never done what they're teaching you to do. Absolutely. Then what they're telling you to do is go to college, and we want you to get student loans so that you can pay for college, so that you can learn a skill set, so that you can go work for somebody else. Then when you graduate, finally, maybe you did grads, maybe you did all of this school, maybe you fifty, sixty, dollars $100,000 in debt. Now you have to get a job, and, you, and you're a good civilian in a work community so you can pay off those loans. You got to work so you can pay off that loans. And now what we want you to do is we want you to fund your 401k once you get this job. And by the way, you can't touch that until you're 59 and a half. We want to control you until you're 59 and a half. So one day you can retire once that we knew that you worked for 40 years and then you can finally start living the dreams that you have. All right, Gooch, man. Ever since we did a podcast episode, people are building home health care businesses all across the country. What is going on in this industry, bro? Man, people are seeing that they can actually turn a passion into an actual business. So I have a passion for taking care of individuals inside of their homes using registered nurses, LPNs, and CNAs. And these are people that cannot take care of themselves. So I just run the business side and my actual nurses staff actually do the clinical work. So I'm just a business owner. So you don't have to have any medical training or any medical background because at the end of the day, I run the business. My nurses actually do the clinical work. So I have actually one of my mentees here. Her name is China. She started her own home healthcare agency using my blueprint. So I just want to bring her here to kind of, you know, let you know that I really do know what I'm doing. So so you took the course, right? And what was the experience like? How was it? I had a great experience. He taught me a lot about marketing, about policies and procedures, and just being confident and and being a business owner. You never ran a business before, though? I've never ran a business. This is your very first business? It's my first business. You ain't selling no Girl Scout cookies or nothing? (laughs) This is your first business? It's my first business. And how many clients do you have now? Right now, I have five clients. Five clients? Mm -hmm. And you make about how much per month total? About $5,000 to $6,000 per month. And how, when did you open your business? How long has your business been open? It's been open for about a month now. So. Your first month, five to $7,000? first month, five to $7,000. Let's go. Let's go. Yo, you are just so, so unassuming and sweet and like <laughs> quiet. You would not know that you're a boss. Oh, I'm definitely we about a to boss. Yeah. <laughs> it up. All right, listen, man. Homehealthcareblueprint.com. Go to it. Listen, I'm, I'm in the process right now. My policies and procedures are all, are they done? They're done, right? Yes, they actually got done today. That's not even trying to be funny because we're on here. They literally got done today. Listen, you get a discount. So you know you want something to You get a discount. So click the link below somewhere. But let's get back to the episode. You That's see what I'm saying? Broken, broken system. That's the system. But it's not even broken. It works perfectly. It works perfectly for them. Exactly. And you also got to understand for us, people say, well, why don't we understand all the wealth creation um, information like some of the other communities? You got to understand They didn't want us to vote not that long ago. Right. They didn't want us to conjure in groups not that long ago. They didn't even want us to read, learn how to read not that long ago. You really think that they want to teach you wealth creation strategies is going to take your family to the next generation? Mm. No, we got to do this for ourselves. We got to educate ourselves. And this is some of the things that I'm talking about, because once I knew that at Edward Jones and I realized that the financial system was an affiliate of the educational system that many of the financial advisors were broke. They're advising people on something and they don't even have any money. They're not even practicing what they preach. Once I realized that, I'm seeing all the financial advisors filing bankruptcy. I said, you know what? This system is broken. I got to get out of this system. So what I did was when I left, I said, I need to go out and I need to study what the affluent people are doing. I said, screw the financial industry right now. 
What are multimillionaires doing? And how can I teach those strategies? Number one, how can I become that strategy? Because I don't want to be one of these financial advisors not practicing what I preach. Let me ask you, Edward Jones, were you make six-figure job, but yeah. were you well-off financially? Or did some of those old habits kick in because you don't know how to handle money? Well, here's the thing, bro. I was doing okay, but you got to understand, I was making six figures, and I thought that I had to be extremely frugal, mm. which means I was following, like, the Dave Ramsey mentality at the time, which means I need to drive a super old car mm-hmm. for, like, 10 years. Right. I need to live in a small ho- small home that's, like, less than a 1,000 square, square feet. I need to do all of this eat Raymond noodles and ham sandwiches just so that I can save some money. This makes me feel good because I, I, don't, I, I don't agree with that, but no, I'm, about I'm not lie. as rich as Dave Ramsey, so I can't say what he yeah, says yeah, is yeah. wrong. So I, uh, I, I, I believe in letting money flow. Exactly. Right? So I buy stuff that I want, yep. but I have the, the hustle to go make the money to pay yeah. for the stuff that I want. I didn't understand, David, that that was actually keeping me in a scarcity mindset. Okay, talk about it, man. I was thinking, I actually thought that it was good, but let me tell you how horrible it was because when you start to think about, I can't afford it, I got to save every dime. When you start to think like that all the time, your mindset, the universe, you attract more of it, of things that you can't afford. So Mm. you feel broke. Even if you have money, you still feel broke because you have that mindset. And you say that, I'm going to snap out of it one day. But I'm telling you, I have clients that are multi-million dollars because they saved all this money. They're frugal. They're only spending $40,000 a year and they still feel broke. That mentality is still there. They never Mm. got rid of it. So what I learned is by me spending (laughs) a little bit of money and by me actually taking care of myself and making myself feel luxury, like I got my Rolex, you know what I'm saying? Now you got the Rolex on. I I caught the the Rolex, you know what I'm saying? Yours is different. Yours is different. It's a little bit different. But yeah, <laughs> that's worth like three of these, just but, but for bro, context. But my life changed. I'm going to tell you when my life changed. I said, I'm driving a Ford Taurus. I had been driving it for eight years. I said, you know what? I'm going to do something different. I'm going to go out and get a Range Rover. I went out and got a custom Range Rover, paid $160,000 for this Range Rover. Didn't think I could afford it at that time. But when I got this Range Rover, every single day, I'm riding around in luxury peanut butter seats. It reclines in the back. It got the ice cooler in the front, massage seats. It does all of these different things. I'm feeling good driving my Range Rover every day. That mentality every day was sticking with me. I went out and I ended up making, that's the year I ended up becoming a millionaire. That's Mm. the year. I spent, I planted the seed for $160,000. By the way, I wrote most of it off on my taxes. That's a whole other thing. As you should. But that year, bro, I went from making about $160,000 to making $1.8 million in one year. Why? Because I trained my mindset to think abundance versus not enough. And get this, one year later, I went out and I got a Lamborghini. Six months later, I went out and I got another Lamborghini. So now I have two Lamborghinis. I got a Range Rover. Those liabilities are actually getting, or not liabilities at all, they're assets because I'm renting one of them out on Turo, making about $15,000 a month. That's actually paying for my Range Rover. Oh, that's actually oh, paying oh, for my oh, Lamborghini. Hey, 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 slow down. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> What's making you $15,000? One of them? Bro, it's $1,100 a day. My car note is only $3,600. Insurance is five, $600. It rents out on average 20 days per month. You do the math on that, it's $20,000. i am paying about five dollars to $6,000 to my broker, so I'm totally hands off. They have the car in Miami. I barely ever see the Lamborghini. You know what I'm saying? It's making $15,000. So when I got my first Lamborghini, 
get this, that was the plan. I got my first Lamborghini, and the plan was actually to rent this out. But then I called it the Green Goblin. I got this Green Goblin, and I'm rolling around in it. I was like, there's no way I'm about to rent this out. This is mine. This mm. is staying with me. So I'm like, I'm going to get another one so I can pay for this one. So, so again, it's a mindset right, thing. I'm going bro. to get a Lamborghini. I'm it's, going to get one. It's a mindset so look, thing. Hold on. Okay. Okay. So we, we ain't even talking about creating your own bank yet. We I know. Get to we're that. going to get, get there. there. I'm stuck on the shiny stuff right now. Right, right, right. You have the Lamborghini and you just you found a broker. Where do you live? I live in St. Louis, Missouri. I'm You're trying Missouri. to move to Atlanta. That's my goal. So yeah. you bought, yeah, come on. We need you here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Lamborghini, you have a broker in Miami. Right, right. And they rent out the car. Right. It makes about $20,000 a month. Right. Minimum, yeah. Minimum. And you bought this. You bought the first one. I'm paying him 30%. And they make 30%. To keep it in his warehouse. Yeah. And they already have their clientele built up and all that kind of stuff. They're always renting out. I'm not doing anything. I'm just collecting the check. But you only got that car so that you can drive your other Lamborghini and your Range Rover for free and surplus. Yeah, because here's the thing, man. When I first got my Lamborghini, again, it was to rent out, rent it out. But then, like, I noticed that, damn, I got this Lamborghini, but my inbox is popping right now. This mentorship, I've been trying to promote Hold for on, two- because you're single, it's popping, or? No, 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 not popping like oh, that. Oh, I thought it was like, y'all got a lamp like on that. They on me. No, no, you know no. I mean? I'm not, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm, I'm talking about the what I'm talking about was popping, bro. Is I had a course, I had a mentorship that I was offering. I had started two months before then. I had got six people signed up for that mentorship. That mentorship's five grand, mm. five grand. I had six people signed up for it. That's it. Mm. I got the Lamborghini, bro. In my inbox, twenty eight people that day said, "I'm ready for the mentorship. I'm ready for the mentorship." Do the math on that. What's 28,000 times 5,000? I paid for half the Lamborghini in one day. After that, I was like, there's no way I'm getting rid of this Lamborghini. Let me get me another Lamborghini. This is mine. Yes, that, hey, uh, yo, people, people look at you different, bro. They look spending, at you different. You'll feel comfortable spending yeah. money with people who have money. Exactly. And, and the thing is, I'm thinking to myself, I got a custom Range Rover. I paid $160,000 for this custom Range Rover. Man, different, though. That was my dream car. I didn't even, never even thought about a lamb until I got around y'all Atlanta people. But, <laughs> but I'm telling you, that was, that was my dream car, bro. But, but the lamb is different. The lamb is different. Do so, I need a Lamborghini, you think? You got to have a Lamborghini, bro. You got to have a Not only that, bro, the first week that I got the Lamborghini, I got invited to this, um, to this Lamborghini club. President of the Lamborghini club of my state of Missouri invited me to it. I'm talking about surgeons, doctors, um, business owners. These people that this mansion, I got access to all of these people. So it's so much more than just having a Lamborghini. So what does a Lamborghini in my mind symbolize? It symbolizes hope. And I'm promoting Lamborghini. I'm not getting any affiliate. I need to be getting some kind of affiliate for this. But get this. This is when I knew I needed to keep. This is another reason why I knew I needed to keep my Lamborghini. I'm driving. I'm pulled up for some gas. That's a whole other story. I ran out of gas two times in a week because I didn't realize how that mug can eat some gas, mm. right? Ran out of, I left the mansion party on the highway, ran out of gas on the side of the road. It was embarrassing as hell. <laughs> but, so I'm at the gas station, and this guy, he comes out of a truck. He had just got here from Africa, he said. He was from, um, no, I think, yeah, he was from Haiti. So he got here from Haiti. And uh, he says, bro, do you mind if I take a picture with your Lamborghini? I said, yeah, go ahead, man. Take a picture. Let me, you want me to take the picture for you? So I'm taking a picture for him. And then I said, bro, go ahead. Sit in. Have a seat. Sit in. He said, okay, fine. He said, I'm going to sit in. He said, I can sit in it for real? I said, yeah, go ahead. Sit in it. So he sit in it. I said, rev it up. You know, I'm letting him rev it up, recording him the whole time. I stole your car. 
He could have. He could have. He could have. But get this. Dude starts crying, bro. Mm. He starts crying. And I'm like, what's wrong, bro? What you, what you crying for? He was just like, I just never imagined that I would be able to just sit in a Lamborghini and rev it up. Like, this is my dream. This is my hope. And it's like, when that happened, it's like, man, this, this is a symbol of hope for people. People tell me all the time that I never thought, my, thought of myself as somebody who can have a Lamborghini, but you're a normal person. I feel like I can now. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So that symbol of hope, man, that, that really, really got to me, man, because I'm inspiring a lot of people, somebody that grew up poor, homeless, daddy in jail my whole life, never around, got a business, got a Lamborghini. If I can do it, literally, I came from the hood. If I can do it, anybody can do it, bro. All right. Anybody so now, can do it. Now we got to get into how to get this Lamborghini because I think my, I'm just now, right. and shouts out to Lauren, she's, um, I got a CFO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, she, for one, my books were all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I mean, I'm not afraid to say it, but uh, all over the place. I didn't know yeah. what was going on. I know how to make money. Yeah. And I, I know how to keep money. But in terms of like growing the money that I have and having it structured and mm-hmm. streamlined, because I didn't, what I didn't realize is that organization yeah. can help grow your money. Bro, how would you like Being to organized. know? Being organized. How would you like to know how I actually paid for this Lamborghini with none of my own money? Nothing, nothing down. Also, how I how I also got 180 unit, um, real, units of real estate doing the exact same thing. Amazon business is doing the exact same thing. Like that's what I want to make sure you know. Like I don't want you to go out and get a Lamborghini and spend all of your cash. Good, because I was to about to get one. Good, thank yeah, you. I'm yeah, glad you I, said I that because I was like, yo, today, yo, in yeah, my yeah, head, yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh crap. Like, no, and no, now no, I have no, a justification. No. It's going to help me make more. Oh yeah, no. let's go. No, we got, okay. we got, we got to break some stuff down. I'm gonna teach you some secrets of the ultra wealthy, let's bro. Let's go. Let's start. With this the first is what one. I wanted to talk about. That I literally have never launched, released this information to a crowd like we're about to do today. Let's I do literally it. only keep it to my most affluent people. So I'm about to go ahead and drop the game. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So I'm going to talk about three different types of people when it comes to money. Mm -hmm. The three different types of people are your savers. Mm -hmm. Let me go back. You got your debtors. Then you have your savers. Okay. And then you have your wealth creators. Those are three different types of people when it comes to money. And the mindset is different for each one. The debtors are the one that's always in debt. You got it, right? The debtor is I mean, always... debtors got in the room? Nobody going to release themselves to debtors. <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. They're in the rat race. These are the people that Dave Ramsey speak to, Susie Orman speak to. They're speaking to the debtor because they're saying your goal should be to be debt-free, to not use debt, just be completely debt-free, et cetera. So my question to you is, this, this is my problem with that. If your only goal is to become debt-free... If you think about it, your only goal is to be at zero. <laughs> there are homeless people on the street right now with no debt that's in a better financial situation than you. That's a fact. They have already achieved your goal, but they're not living like you're living. Mm-hmm. So your goal shouldn't be just to survive. Your goal needs to be, how can I thrive and how, how can I become a wealth creator? We're not looking to survive. We're looking to thrive. So the next person, bro, is the... Is the well, let me talk, break down the debtor. So this is what the debtor does. They're going to go into debt. Then they're going to spend their life paying it off. Then they're going to go into debt again, and they never get back to zero. But then the saver, they're in a lot better position because they say, we're not, buy- we're not going into debt. We're going to save our money, and we're just going to pay cash for mm-hmm. everything that we do. And that sounds good, right? 
I'm not in debt. I'm paying cash. But let me tell you how the saver, the saver is actually not much better off than the debtor. Talk to me. Because I got, I, got, I got flamed the other day. I told people yeah. that if, if they use a bank-issued debit card, yeah. you're financially— It just shows financial irresponsibility. And they— yeah. It, every and it was probably all broke people. Like they was they was going at me. Like, what do you mean? No. You gotta, I'm like, what? These, these were the debtors, bro. These were the debtors. So here's here's what you do. The saver they spend some years saving cash. Let's say you save up a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Then they want to go out and buy a car, mm-hmm. buy a depreciating asset. They pay 40, 50 grand for the car, and now they got to spend some years building that back up, and then they pay cash again. So their cycle is up and down, up and down, up and down. The problem with that is they keep interrupting the forward momentum of their money. Mm. It can't continue to go up if it's constantly going up and down and up and down. This is a key principle. You finance everything that you buy, whether you know it or not. Even if you're a saver, you're financing everything that you buy. Why? Because either you're going to an institution and you're paying somebody else interest or you're spending your own cash and you're losing the interest that you could have earned had you not spent your own cash. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. Say it one more time. Either more you're time. going to a financial institution yep. and paying them 5%, 6% interest yep. like a debtor, yep. or you're spending your cash and you're giving up opportunity costs, which is the, the opportunity to make the 5 or 6% had gotcha. you not spent it. So if you kept that $100,000 and you were earning 5 to 6%, you would have made the same amount of money that you would have paid the financer. I see. You see what I'm saying? I see. So what we want to do, because once we spend that cash, it's gone and lost forever. It can't return. You got to build it up again. Mm-hmm. That's why we don't want to use our own cash, right? You've heard of the term other people's money. Now I'm going to show you how to create your own bank. This is how to become a wealth creator. So what the wealth creator does is that they never, ever, ever stop the forward momentum of their money. Their money continues to grow uninterrupted for the rest of their life. They never interrupt it. Now, when it's time for them to go buy something, they're going to buy something just like the debtor Mm. or just like the saver. But what they're going to do is they built up enough money in that plan and they're actually going to borrow against their own cash. This is what I mean by becoming their own bank. And when you, let's say I got $100,000 and I want to make cash. that same purchase. $100,000 no, I'm cash. talking about 100000 in my wealth creation fund. Okay, got it. So what is a wealth creation fund? The wealth creation fund is what I'm about to talk to you all about. Okay. That's a way that you can actually put your money into a tool that's never going to stop the forward momentum of your money. Got it, okay. Talk about that next. I want to make sure that people understand this concept because what happens is you got 100000 if you borrow $50,000 against your $100,000, you haven't spent that $100,000. The $50,000 that you borrowed is completely tax-free. That $100,000 is still growing as if you never touched it because you use your $100,000 as leverage. And let me ask you, is this a concept of life? What's up, podcaster or soon-to-be podcaster? Get ready to level up your podcast game because the number one podcast education summit of the year is back, and it's bigger and better than ever. I'm talking about the second annual podcast summit happening on July 4th and 5th in the content creation capital of the world. You already know, ATL, baby. Atlanta, Georgia, going down July 4th and 5th, two full days. Imagine this. Imagine you getting all the game you need to take your voice, your brand, your business to the next level. Imagine getting all the insider tips. Imagine getting all the know-how that you've been craving for the last two, three, four years where you're talking about you're going to start a podcast, but you haven't yet because you don't have the tools, you don't have the tips, you don't have the tricks. I don't care if you're just starting or you're a seasoned pro. This summit has something for everyone. 
Picture you mastering the basics of setting up your podcast or unlocking the secrets to grow your brand on social media. We're not just talking about podcasting here. I'm talking about you want to build a long form catalog, whether it's skits, movies. We got people talking about script writing. This is an incredible experience. Imagine, imagine discovering the art of securing these lucrative sponsorship deals. And that's not all. Learn the ropes of creating a pitch deck that has sponsors knocking down your door. But wait, 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 wait. There's more. This isn't just a summit. This is an experience. I'm telling you, rub shoulders with industry leaders and you got to network with other people that are doing what you're doing. All the guests that have ever been on Social Proof Podcast, I'm giving them a free ticket. And in exchange, they promise me that they're going to sit down and do short interviews with you. We got podcast booths for our VIP members where you can sit down, pull somebody to a side and you're going to create content in real time. I know what you're thinking. How do I get a part of this podcasting paradise? Well, it's simple. All you have to do is head over to podcastsummit.com, grab your tickets now, but hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, because I have something really, really special for you. I got a little treat for my early birds, people who take action. The next 20 listeners and only 20 listeners who get your tickets right now, okay? I'm not only going to give you 20% off of whatever ticket level you get, you get 20% off, but if you use the promo code Big Deal. It'll take 20% off immediately, but I'm also going to allow the first 20 people to listen to this right now to be able to bring a friend, bring a teammate, bring a partner for absolutely free. You get general admission, they get general admission. You get VIP, they get VIP. Whatever ticket level you purchase, you get to bring a friend, partner, colleague, boo thing for absolutely free. Nothing extra required. My team's going to reach out to you, get your partner's name, or if you don't have the person you... No, right now, yet you got time, no pressure, you get us back. But use that code big deal that triggers to let us know you get to bring someone for free. So don't wait. So you secure your spot at the number one podcast education summit in the country. Join us July 4th and 5th in Atlanta. Let's turn your podcast dreams into a reality, y'all. Head over to podcastsummit.com. Use promo code big deal at checkout and get your tickets now don't miss out on the opportunity to take your podcast to new heights take your brand to new heights take your business to new heights with this unprecedented offer okay i'll see you at the summit and don't forget to use promo code big deal insurance it's gonna be but not just any life insurance i want to break that down because many people when you think of life insurance they end up going to all of their brokers and say Hey, I heard that you could do this with life insurance. Can you help me? 95% of agents that deal in life insurance don't really understand this. Mm. It's a special way that you have to fund it. It can't be ordinary life insurance. So that wealth creation fund is going to allow you to borrow against it. It continues to compound. It continues to keep growing. And you can pay yourself back. And here's the thing. You can pay yourself back. Because if you pay yourself back, you increase your borrowing capacity for future projects, but you don't have to pay it back. If you don't pay it back, it's simply going to be subtracted from your death benefit when you die. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So you never have to pay it off. So, So get this. So let's talk about how you build this forward momentum, how you build something that's never going to stop the forward momentum of your money. I've used this wealth creation strategy. Again, I used it, my down payment to fund my Lamborghini. And I just paid, just paying it back. I used it. I have 180 units of real estate. When I went out and I got the real estate, I didn't spend my own cash because I want to keep as much of my own money as possible. I leveraged that and borrowed against it. 
in store to pay it back, just like I would pay back a bank. Got it. But so, while I'm so paying let me, it back, let me, it's let me, let me just kind of um, yeah, break it down. It. Make sure you understand. It's, it's so let's say, for instance, you got um, ten thousand yeah. dollars in the. You'll, you'll show us how to structure and all that. Kind right, of stuff. right, right. Ten thousand dollars in this wealth creation account. Mm-hmm. You say I need three thousand of that, right, to put down on something, a yep. car, or whatever. So you want to go buy a cheap car for Turo. Yes, yes. Three, four, so you take three thousand, you borrow three thousand dollars against the ten thousand that you have. Right. The ten thousand is still there, but the institution is giving you three thousand. Whoever's holding the money. Yes. They give you the three thousand at what type of percentage rate? It's only like four percent. So like four percent. But but you also are making more money from the growth of the insurance account. So essentially, it's paying for that interest for you. What if I told you for $1, I will introduce you to hundreds of entrepreneurs every single morning this week from all across the country. You'll be able to talk to hundreds of entrepreneurs and I'll coach you. I'll coach you for a dollar this whole week. And I'll introduce you to some of my successful friends for a dollar this week. Would you... Would you take part in that? Well, go to themorningmeetup.com because that's exactly what we're doing here, okay? The only organization that gathers entrepreneurs every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurship, okay? Every single day, Monday through Friday, we gather, we're growing, we're learning. We got a book club. Have you ever seen hundreds of entrepreneurs reading the same book? Every single chapter, every single day, we're growing together, okay? You need the environment to grow in. Themorningmeetup.com, a dollar. I'm gonna give you all this for a dollar. If you wanna stay, Great. It's $79 a month after that. If not, no obligation. You can leave whenever you want. All right? Themorningmeetup.com. I'll see you in the morning. So if you're paying 4% interest, but the wealth creation fund is earning 5 or 6, you're basically making more than the that interest that you're paying. So the, the wealth creation fund is a higher interest rate than the money that you have to pay back. Exactly. Always? M- most. It's very rarely that it's not. Gotcha. You just got to get the right company. What if all things are the same? Right. Does it still make sense? Your wealth creation fund is 4%. Yeah. You're, you're going to pay 4% of interest on the money. It still makes sense. Let me explain why it makes sense. So let's go to that same scenario. You got 10000 Yep. You borrowed 3000 Yeah. from it. So because I borrowed the 3000 and I didn't spend it, I'm still making interest compounded on 10000 Yes. It's continuing to grow. So if I'm making 5% on that money... The next year, I have ten thousand. Um, what's ten percent of that? Ten thousand five hundred. Ten thousand five hundred dollars. If I didn't do that and I went out and spent, because you got to understand, you're making that interest on ten thousand, not just a three thousand. Right. If I didn't do that and I went out and I spent my three thousand dollars in cash, now that three thousand is gone and lost forever, and it didn't have an opportunity to compound in that ten thousand dollar account. I see. So in the four percent of the three thousand, which I guess is one hundred and twenty dollars, right? You you'll pay $120 back. I mean, you'll pay pay $120, but you made $500 off the $10,000 sitting there. You see what so I'm that's saying? How, okay. You see that spread? I never understood that. Until and the now, longer bro. you have it, the more bigger that gap gets. So yeah. now imagine it's $100,000. Yeah. And you've used this over and over throughout the course of the last few years. So you've went out and you've got... Airbnb businesses. You went out and did this. You went out and paid yourself back. Now it's continued to compound. It's at 100000 Now imagine you have this system for 20 years. Now it's a million dollars. And now you're making compound interest on a million dollars. And now it's crazy what you could do with it. Bro, I never understood it till right so now. So what's happening is your money is continuing to grow uninterrupted. That line never stops. 
So we want to keep using it as leverage for as long as possible because it's like it's like a snowball effect because it starts off slow. But then once it starts going crazy, you can't stop it. It's rolling down that hill. Nobody can stand in front of that because that momentum is crazy. Now you got a million earning interest. Then you have two million earning interest. I got five hundred thousand dollars in my cash value wealth creation. I've used that thing over and over, and it's five hundred thousand. Had I used cash, I probably would have had fifty thousand. Right. So you use the okay. So and it's tax free. What you mean? No taxes. The interest is tax free. The interest is tax free. The borrow against it is tax free. It grows tax-deferred. I'm never paying taxes on that money. When I die, the death benefit is tax-free. It's all tax-free. So actually, it's a way to shelter your money from, from taxes as well. That's what Mitt Romney, Donald Trump, you can hate on them all you want to, but hey, they found out a way to pay less in taxes through real estate and through these life insurance types of funds. That's why you have JCPenney, who started the JCPenney's, all of their stores using this same concept. Walt Disney, from Disney World. Look it up. Walt Disney started Disney World by borrowing against his policy with this same concept. So this isn't something new. It's a secret that's been hidden for decades. Think and grow rich. All of those people, you know, they know about this concept. They've been using this concept for decades, but the government wanted to take it away because if you hide all of this money and shelter it into this cash value, guess who don't get tax revenue? Government. The government, mm-hmm. Right. So they actually came out with the 401, the 401k and the IRAs and stuff. That, that's not that old. It's only been around since the 70s and 80s, bro. Mm. They did this to say, how can we recoup some of our money to make sure people are paying more taxes? Remember, the government never does anything if it's not going to just benefit them. Gotcha. When they, when they come to you with a plan and say, this is to benefit you, you better believe that they're really underlying long-term benefiting themselves. Mm-hmm. When they say, we want you to save in your 401k because you're not going to have to pay any taxes, it's going to be deducted from your taxable income. Guess what? They know that that's going to continue to grow and their percentage and their stake in that pot keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger and they can raise taxes. They control that money once you give up the control. They don't control it when it's in these types of policies. Got it. Okay. So you don't just do a regular life insurance yeah. policy. What is the... What's the policy? So you ever heard of um, buy term, invest the difference? You ever heard, heard of anybody of that say that? That's I've what a lot of any of you I have heard of that? Yeah. My wife, she's, she does. So, I don't understand it though. So let me Until give you, today. I want, I'm going to tell you the type of life insurance you get. I'm going to give you a really quick three to five minute lesson on life insurance. Mm-hmm. We're not, t- well, first off, before I get into this, I got to make sure that I'm, I'm going to give you all the cheat sheet on how you can create your own bank. I'm going to give you a cheat sheet. So on that cheat sheet, bro, it's called, it's called um, um, the banker's cheat. Nah, let me, let me make sure. I want to make sure I'm giving yeah, you the right you information. Have, yeah, I don't want to give, give you the wrong link. Bro, because I got to make is, sure. This is such a valuable conversation. There's so many things that we just don't know about money. And when I was telling people, you, know, go. you just got to spend money, it yeah. was just me off of experience. Yeah, and yeah, I can't yeah. explain it. Thebankerschecklist.com. The Hold on, let me see. The, T-H-E, bankerschecklist.com. So the bankers, the bankerschecklist.com. Checklist. Now, when you go to the bankerschecklist.com, you will be able to download for free. Is it is it up now? No, it will be up by the time the okay, by the I time the you, crowd see this. Okay. I'm creating it just for you, bro. Just for really, you. just for the show. This is just for the show. So you can't get this unless you listen to this podcast. Gotcha. I love it. So when it's launched, it's gonna be there. 
TheBankersChecklist.com. What you'll be able to do is download a step-by-step guide on how to create your own bank. Completely free. Right? I love it. I love it. That's all you got to do. Now, once you sign up for that, stay around because there's going to be an opportunity for you to get a book called Becoming Your Own Bank. So stay around for that. And we got a couple of special good gifts for you. So make sure that you go. But that's completely free. TheBankersChecklist.com. What are some things on the checklist? Things on the checklist is... Well, number one, how much money do I need to create my own bank? Mm. Where do I go? Who do I talk to? What do I look out for? How do I know if my agent is somebody who can actually help me to create my own bank? Uh, How do I leverage against it? How do I actually borrow against it? What are the steps that I need to take? What are the most effective ways to utilize this bank? How can I go out and create passive residual income as a result of this bank? How can I go out and do things like Turo, Airbnb, and leverage this? How can I funnel everything through this bank so now I'm making money in two places at one time? My money is working for me in the bank and it's working for me in the passive residual income strategies that I'm doing. So I'm showing you how to do all of these things. It's a checklist where it's going to give you a step-by-step process on how to have a path to prosperity. Oh, I love it. I love it. Has yeah. it been challenging teaching your family these strategies? Thankfully, bro. Um, maybe they just see you as Wendy's Marvin. You know what I mean? Still. I got people in my family that work at a business now. They work in your business? They work at okay, a business you, now. So, so they're hearing this every day. So they're doing this for themselves now. My mom is now an entrepreneur. She owns her own boutique. Mm. So when I say it's, it can't be just about you. Another thing in this checklist is we talking about how do you go... A lot of us are first-generation wealth creators. Mm -hmm. So how do we go from a wealth creation strategy that goes beyond us, where we can bring our family into the fold and we can have our kids set up for generational wealth so we can be like the Rockefeller? All right, let's do some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you can keep. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headache, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, access from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. It just makes sense. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit from NetSuite? I know you see it. Listen to me. If you have everything scattered in business, you cannot grow. And everything is more expensive when you have more and more processes layered on top of each other, more and more softwares. You got to get out of that. And it, it will improve efficiency and cut costs. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to NetSuite.com slash social proof. That's NetSuite.com slash social proof. NetSuite.com slash social proof. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's a book called What Would the Rockefellers Do? We could be like the Rockefellers. So there was the Rockefellers and there was the Vanderbilts. They both were rich as hell. They both had a lot of money. The Rockefellers, what they did is they did what I'm showing you now. They created their own bank for generation to generation to generation using these life insurance strategies I'm teaching now. Their families are still thriving today. 
The Vanderbilts didn't. They didn't pass this knowledge on to the next generation. They didn't set up these trusts. They didn't set up their own bank. They were broke after one generation. I'm telling you, bro, it's important to get these concepts. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to teach you, I'm going to teach the audience about a quick lesson on life insurance. So let's just say you can get a $500,000 death benefit, right? On one end, you only have to pay $1,000 for that death benefit. On the other Mm -hmm. hand, you have to pay $10,000 a year for that same death benefit. Explain the death benefit. I don't understand. Death benefit means when you die, it gets paid off to whoever's left. So So let's say you got a half a million dollars death benefit. Mm -hmm. Um, and you die, and now that $500,000 goes to your family tax-free. Okay, okay. So that's what life insurance is. When many people think about life insurance, that's what you think about. You think about when I die, they're going to get some money. Yeah, it's such a a tough concept to understand because, like, for it to work, I got to die. You know what I mean? So I'm like... Exactly, exactly. It doesn't work unless I die. Exactly. I (laughs) I don't like that, bro. Exactly. That's what we're teaching you today. We're going to stop making your life insurance about a death benefit, and we're about to make it a life benefit. After all, it's called life insurance, not death insurance. So how can we make it work for your life? And this is what I'm about to teach you. How can you hack into the life insurance system in a legal and ethical way, not pay taxes, and never stop the forward momentum of your money? Talk to me So more. you got the 1000 you got the 10000 So most people would say, well, I prefer to do the $1,000. It's cheaper. Now, when you do the $1,000, what you're doing is you're buying— Is it actually $1,000? Is that a month? Or is I'm it talking a- about a year. A year, okay. And I'm just it. making these numbers up, right? right, right. So don't don't say I got to get. Just a thousand dollars a year versus ten thousand dollars a year, okay. So just it. keep the concept alive, yeah. not the specific. So a thousand dollars, you're buying term insurance. What term insurance means is temporary insurance, which means that it actually goes away after a certain amount of time. So if I get a ten year term insurance, there are no other benefits other than when I die, my heirs are going to get that money, okay. and that, and I have to die within that 10-year period, because if I don't die and I still live after that 10-year period, there's no more life insurance. And if I die, they get nothing. Mm. So it's temporary insurance, right? The problem with that is if I got 20-year temporary insurance and then it's over and then I die, they have no benefit, right? Right. He just paid all his money for no reason. Most people think that the insurance companies make more money on permanent insurance, but it's not true. 99% of people are never paid out a term life insurance policy because it expires. 99%. Insurance companies only pay out 1% of term life insurance. They're keeping that money. It either expired or they canceled the term policy. So the insurance companies are getting rich. Now, whole life, they're not getting this rich because you think about it, that means they have to, they're guaranteeing that when you die, no matter how old you are, they have to pay the death benefit. Mm-hmm. To the heirs. So when you're paying a thousand, you're paying for term. When you pay the ten thousand, you're paying for whole life. You say, "Well, I don't want to spend ten thousand. I don't care if it's whole life. If if, if I'm spending ten thousand, the benefits had better be good, right? right? Well, let's talk about some of the benefits. Tax deferred growth. That money is sheltered from from creditors. Nobody can sue you or come after that money. Mm. It grows tax free, and you can borrow against it completely tax free. You can use it as collateral. You could get disability attached to it, which means if you leave your business or your job, it could cover you for disability. Long-term care. My grandmother didn't have long-term care. Had she did this, it would have covered her long-term care so she didn't run out of money. Compound interest. You could borrow against it to do other projects. You know what I'm saying? And put the money back in. So we'll use this as a tool. This is not an investment. This is a tool. I call it the wealth creation fund, right? It's the wealth creation fund because this tool allows you the foundation to now go out and create create wealth. So this is what all of the, this is what you're doing. Now, 
In the past, you can say, well, if this is all tax-free, why can't I just dump, can I just dump all of my money into this? No. Why? Because the government put restrictions on it when they came out with the 401k. Other than that, people wouldn't put money into the 401k. What they said is, if you dump all of your money into it in one year, we're going to tax this. It's going to now be a part of our system. So we're going to tax it the same way that we tax the 401k. We're going to penalize it the same way that we penalize the 401k. We're going to tax and penalize the IRA. This is the same way that we penalize and tax the IRA. So what we have to do, we have to meet what's called a MEC rule. MEC means Modified Endowment Contract. All that means is that we now have to follow certain rules to make this tax-free, which means that we have to fund this thing for at least five years so that it won't be a taxable event, right? So that you can borrow against the tax-free. So what we want to do, instead of trying to get the lowest death benefit, the lowest premium for the highest death benefit, we want to flip that around because it's now about our living benefits. We want the lowest death benefit for the highest amount of premium. So that way, more of the lowest death death benefit benefit for the the highest amount of premium. So more of that money actually goes into the cash value. So now that you've hacked the system and now you have tax-free money that you never have to report, even if you send your kids to college, you never have to report that, which means they might be able to get more scholarships and financial aid. This is completely hidden. Rule 7702 is in the IRS code. You can actually read this. This is actually hidden from the government now, legally, in ethics. Really? Absolutely. So this is what I'm talking about when I say, if you know the game, let me ask you a question, um, David. The first time you played tic-tac-toe, mm-hmm. who won? You or the person that showed it to you? The person that showed it to me. Why? Because they understood the rules of the game, yeah, right? 100%. You didn't understand the rules of the game. Once you understand the rules of the game and you understand what most people that are wealthy know that you don't know, you can play the same game and you can win. Yeah. Or at least you can win some of the times, right? Mm. If what you thought to be true about money turned out not to be true, when would you want to know about it? (laughs) Immediately. You would want to know about it immediately. So what I'm telling you is a hack, a system that you can actually take advantage of create your own bank, have tax-free momentum, become a wealth creator, create generational wealth, never stop the forward momentum of your money, have uninterrupted compound interest for the rest of your life tax-free. So what I am offering is for people who do want to build their own bank, they say, you know what, I just want to skip. I'm ready to build my own bank. How do we get in touch with your office? How do we do this, Mm -hmm. right? How do we just say, how can I get on your calendar and your team's calendar? Because I'm ready to create my own bank. All you have to do is go to wealth wealthcreationcall.com. That's wealthcreationcall.com. You can actually get on our calendar for a 15-minute strategy session. We'll show you how to do it, how to create your own bank. That's wealthcreationcall.com so that you can start, you know, playing the game the same way they play the game. Dang. Who taught you this? Bro, a, a, a lot of books, bro. A lot of books going out, finding out what wealthy individuals are doing. I wanted to find, not just, when I say wealthy, I want you to understand there's a difference between being rich and being wealthy, right? I don't agree, Marv. Okay. That's your opinion. I know, <laughs> but like, on a, oh, oh, let, me, let me explain. Let me, okay. You might have your own definition. Let me explain my definition, Okay, I right? got you, got you, got you. So this is the difference between being rich and being wealthy. When you're rich, you might be first-generation rich, but you're not setting yourself up and positioning that money to last for generation to generation to generation. When you're wealthy, 
you have money now and you position it. You got all the, 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 the trust. You got everything set up. You got everything outlined. You got everything created. You got your kid's mindset right so that you can pass this from on from generation to generation to generation. I don't want to be like a football player where 65% of them get these million-dollar contracts and then they end up broke five years later. Exactly. I don't want to be like somebody who won a lottery and they became rich and got $2 million and within five years are declaring bankruptcy because their mind isn't right. I want to be like the Rockefellers where that money continues to flow from generation to generation to generation. That's what I call wealth. Let me ask you this question too. First of all, we can clap for that. That's good. I like that. I like that. Appreciate it, yeah. I got to ask your perspective on this uh-huh. because sometimes I'll be talking on right, right, Instagram. Right. But... 80% of all millionaires are self-made. Yeah. You have kids? I do. I got a three-year-old. So I, I don't want to leave my kids any money. Okay. Because it, it kills their chances for becoming successful. Mm. Because they don't, have to, they don't have to go through it and learn. And obviously, not even necessarily... Um, I feel like like we want to give our kids a head start. Right. My question for you is, do we prepare the way for the child? Meaning, mm. we give the child what they need to succeed, or uh, uh, no, do we prepare the, the way for the child, or do right. we prepare the child for the way? Meaning, arming the child to go through, like they have to go through both. this stuff. My answer is both. And let me explain. So you prepare the way for the child, but you also prepare the child for the way. So what I mean by that, so the Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. Mm-hmm. So first off, we know that we're supposed to biblically, I mean, whether what you believe or whatever, mm-hmm. we're supposed to pave a way. Now, with that being said, we will be setting them up for, for failure and disaster if we prepare the way and they weren't ready for that way. It could destroy them, like you said. I 100% agree with that. That's why what I teach people to do when I teach you to create their own bank, after you create your own bank, I believe in creating a trust, right? So this is a Rockefeller trust that I believe in creating. This trust, all of that money goes into that trust, but you can control that trust from the grave. So what I mean by that is you can write in spendthrift clause that says that they only get this much per month or whatever. But what I like to do even better is you set up that trust and you put this your own bank into the trust. When you die, that death benefit is going to go into the trust and you can set up a family bank. And that family bank means that we're going to select board of directors for that bank. We're going to have a whole family organization around this bank. Now, when that child is old enough and they want to go out and they want to start their own business, because there's only certain stipulations and ways you could get this money. We're not just giving you this money. Mm -hmm. You got to write a business plan. That business plan has to be presented in front of the family trust it has to be voted on. You get to borrow some of the money from that family bank and you have to pay that back over time so we can pave the way for the next generation. Mm. So we're setting, mm. your, we're setting you up to go out and do something. But number one, you, gotta, you ain't just coming without goals and without a business plan. Once you get there, you're not just going to take this money. We're about the same way that we set you up. You're about to learn to set the next generation up. That's what the Rockefellers do. That's why their money continues to grow and get bigger year after year and generation after I generation. Like so what you're doing, think about what yeah. you're doing. You're paving the way, but you're also paving the mindset because they know they're not about to get this money without preparing their mindset to get it. Mm, 
I like that was a really good answer. I'm gonna clap for myself on that. <laughs> hey, that was, hey, that was good. That was good. That was fire, good. Fire. Hey, y'all need to go to wealthcreationcall.com. If That's you if you're fact. not creating your own bank, go to Wealth Creation Call. And you need to get that, you need to get that checklist that I talked about, thebankerschecklist.com. You could get that completely free. You need to download this. Our generation needs this information. They need this information. You owe it to your family and your family's family to get this generation, uh, to get this information so that you can teach it to the next generation. Fire. Yo, Marv, I feel wealthy. So, so, okay, my my last question is, so did I go get the Lambo today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, what, what is the process? Do I... Do I get the proper insurance, like the proper insurance, or you'll set me, you'll set me up? Well, first off, like you, like you yeah. can help me. You can put it under your biz. I can help you with that. But what, okay, but, cool. but one of the things they do look for is they look for something. I, I just learned this when I got the Lambo. I didn't even know this. They look at something called core credit, mm-hmm. even more than your own credit. And when they look at their car, car or core. I'm from St. Louis, so C A R. Oh, car, right, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. right. So I know I'm country. I'm Nelly, cool. right? We do everything over here, over right, there. Right, for sure, for sure. Right. So, <laughs> so, so car credit, right? Yeah. Which means so the reason why I was able to get my three hundred thousand dollar Lambo and I only had to pay twenty five thousand dollars down, which I borrowed from my bank. The only reason why I was able to do that is because of the fact that I got the Range Rover for one hundred and sixty thousand. They said, well, because you didn't just go from a forty thousand dollar car to a three hundred thousand dollar car. You approve. If I would have went from a $40,000 car to a $300,000 car, it would have been tough to get. It's a thing called car credit, right? I see. Okay. So my, my whole thing is, you know, I'm not telling you to go out and buy a Lambo, but buy something nice because you can start to build that credit for yourself. And then you, if you learn the game, how to write it on your business, how to deduct certain things. When I got my Range Rover, bro, I wrote, I wrote off $160,000. I was able to write $160,000 off of my taxes for that year. Mm. For that year. Because there's certain rules, once you once again, once you know the tic tac toe game and you understand the game, that rule, the 6, you can play the game. Pounds, right? Six thousand pounds, right? Six thousand pounds. Come on, I know. Don't that's act like I ain't financially out here. Hey, you got yeah, that, man, bro. I'm out here. Hey, that's the one thing that hey, when Trump created that, I'm like, I don't like you, but I'm gonna go ahead and take advantage of this <laughs> six thousand, six thousand ton. Let me give me a. This is my excuse for getting a Range Rover. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So, and, okay, and, gotcha. and don't be afraid. You know, I'm gonna tell you what stops people. People. Say this all the time. The, the quickest way to kill a big dream is to introduce it to a small mind. So mm-hmm. when you share this information with people, then I'm telling you, you're going to get people who are out here who are naysayers. But you want to look at their financial situation and see where they're at. If they're not where you want to be, why are you taking advice from them? That's a fact. Right? The way I say it is it's like the turtle and a giraffe, right? You're a giraffe. You got a vision that's high above the trees. Because you got this long neck, nobody else can see this vision but you, Right? So the problem is, is that you want to get assurance that you're making the right decision. So what you do is you reach your neck down and you talk to a turtle and you say, look, what do you think about this? I was thinking about doing this. You think I should do it? That turtle is not a bad person. It's a good person. But that turtle can't see as high as you can see. So what's happening is you're taking advice from this turtle. This turtle is telling you not to do it because I don't see it. And you're like, well, if you don't see it, if you don't see it, then I guess it must be a scam. It must not be right. Right. But you got to understand the turtle was not meant to see your vision. Only you were meant to see your vision. Here's here's another thing. The way that the giraffe works. This is actually factual information. If a giraffe sticks their neck down and they stay down there too long, 
they'll suffocate and pass out because their oxygen was meant to go throughout their neck. Mm. So when they stick their neck down and they stay down there too long, they die. And that's the same thing it's happening with spicy. us, bro. Because when we stick our head down and we're a part of a circle that, that that's not meant to promote our dream, we're going to fall into that same place that they are. We're going to die. We're going to suffocate right where they are. Right where they are mm. Okay, we just let that out. So, hey. Ooh, that was hey. You yeah. gotta, like I said, yeah. commit You're first, right. figure out the rest later. This is about creating your wealth. This is about creating your dreams. Yeah. This is about doing something that you've never done before. You cannot expect to do the same thing and expect to get different results. It Man. just won't happen. Right. You gotta change it. And if you're following common advice, such as saving your 401k, buy term invested difference, guess what? You'll get common results. I don't know about you, but I'm not looking to get common results. Mm. And another thing you got to understand, when you try to be cheap, you're going to get cheap results. You're getting people who are giving you the game. Yeah, they might charge you for that course, but they're not doing it for them. Believe it or not, they're actually doing it for you because when you pay, you pay attention, mm. right? There's no transformation without transaction. You got to transact because then you take it serious. But then there are people who are out here saying, well, that's a scam. That's a scam. No, the scam is an educational system making you get student loans so you can get a job and work for 40 to 50 years so that you can go out and, and, and retire finally and finally live on less than you made when you were working. That's, that's a, scam. a scam. You know, it's crazy. because I. Hopefully this is the last time you hear this ad because with Chime Checking Account, Features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts. Or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. That's chime.com slash goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. I for sure died talking to small-minded people. Yeah. Like, I feel drained and I just feel like, yo, why? For one, why am I talking to you? But two... Right, right, right. I leave the conversation less assured of the idea that I had that they don't even... They don't, one don't even have the idea. They don't have mm. the capacity to do it. And they're coming from such a narrow, narrow mind. Look, man, I got, I got to do a quick um, commercial real quick. I need you to close out with something super strong, okay? Right. Even though you've been... Listen, I was so strong on all hey, episode. But, uh, you want to do the commercial? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I got to pay some bills real quick. All right, go ahead. Um, pay the bills by myself. This episode is sponsored by The Morning Meetup. TheMorningMeetup.com, the only organization that gathers every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurs. You familiar with Morning Meetup? I am, bro. Every of day, I'm subscribing, bro. bro. It's 400 plus people on the call. That's crazy. Every single morning, Monday through Friday, we have a theme for the month, and every call, every call Monday through Friday that yeah. we do supports the theme for the month. So right now we're on content creation. We might be on. I think we're gonna do wealth building next month. Yeah. And I th I did a millionaire mindset a little while ago. I think I want to bring that back too. All millionaires brought them on. I've been watching you. What you're doing is crazy, it's bro. You giving you basically. That information is so low cost, bro. I don't even know why you won't raise your price. But what's happening, bro, is it's helping. It's literally helping me to change my mindset. Man. Some of the things that the people, the guests that you bringing on and stuff, yeah. has been crazy, bro. It's nuts, man. I'm, I be trying to tell them, man, join the morning meetup. Yeah, this guy join. to go to themorningmeetup.com. Yeah. And the only difference standing between 
them and success is a dollar. Yeah. That's crazy. Invest a dollar. Check it out. See if you like it. Okay. All right. So yeah, go to themorningmeetup.com. But Marv, thank you so much for coming, man. This was uh, very enlightening. Absolutely. I, um, you know, I was just kind of thinking through like my own financial strategy and I'm like, there's so much that I don't know. Yeah. And I learned a lot today, but how much do I not know even after I learned it today? We only scratched the surface, bro, because we didn't even talk about the different types of wealth creation policies, man. We got- You know what? What we we going to do? Hold uh that. We ain't going to do it now. Because we might- So we got a Patreon group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like behind- So everybody can watch it. I just don't have 100,000 views or whatever. But there's a Patreon group that gets like the behind the scenes. So I want you to talk Mm. about that. We're going to spend an extra 10 minutes after we close this out. And we're going to talk to our Patreon family. You cool with that? I'm cool with this. So what y'all need to do, I gave you two things that you could do, two actions that you could take today. Mm -hmm. The first action is to go to thebankerschecklist.com. Thebankerschecklist.com. Download that checklist. We're giving you the game step by step by step. And stick around and see what's next. We got some surprises for you as soon as you get that download for free. The second thing that I want you to do is I want you to actually do a call with our team so that you can begin to set up your own strategy. You can do that right away as well. All you have to do is go to wealthcreationcall.com. Wealthcreationcall.com. W-E-A-L-T-H, just so you know, I'm from St. Louis. (laughs) Creationcall.com. Wealthcreationcall.com. When you go there, you're going to talk, you're going to be... one-on-one, individual, we're going to talk to you and help you to align your own strategy and tell you exactly what you can and what you should do to move forward. And then you're going to have somebody that's going to work with you until you get it right, until you get it set up. So make sure that you take advantage of those two things. And also follow me on Instagram, Marvin Mitchell Official. I'm constantly dropping tips on how you can create your own bank and be a wealth creator and never stop the forward momentum of your money. I love it, Marv. I appreciate you coming through, man. Um, there's somebody watching it right now, the old Marvin. They work at Wendy's. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Um, they're a server right now, and they're watching and saying, yo, I I get it. I need to, I need to, I'm going to take the steps. I'm going to get the checklist. Um, but they, they, they haven't taken a step. What would you say uh, to somebody, somebody, j- j- encourage them? Yeah. I would say go out and take action and do not be afraid to fail. Fail forward. In fact, in fact, I believe with John Maxwell, he wrote a book. It says, sometimes you win, sometimes you learn, not lose. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. You go out there and that one failure that you have is going gonna, is gonna to be basically just the setup for your step up. It's going to put you into a position to win the next battle. See, you're looking to win the war. You don't care about winning every battle. You fight every battle, but if you lose that battle, you haven't lost the war. So take the energy and do it. There's something that I say to all of my people. I said, there is no plan B. There is no plan B. It has to work. I believe that you should burn the ship. Go to war. Don't take any prisoners. Go out and claim what is yours and do it or die trying. Burn the ship. Don't let anybody stop you. If they're stopping you, burn that ship and move on. You got to win. This isn't just for you. If you don't grow to your biggest capability, you're actually ethically prideful. You're prideful because there's so much more that God gave you to accomplish, and you're cheating life by not giving access to everything that you know. So go out and do it, and don't be afraid to grow. I love it. I love it. Listen, we can't close it out no better than that. I do got a quick question real quick. Um, I want to. I like making predictions on the podcast. Okay. So I want to know where you see yourself in the next five to ten years, so that 
we can watch this five, mm. ten years later, and we yeah. say, yo, Mar said he was going to do it. And I'll tell you what, this is crazy, because I'll tell you what my plan was five years ago, and I just saw it come to fruition mm. this week, right? Mm. That five-year plan worked out. So my headquarters was in St. Louis, and I said, I got to be a national brand. I got to be a national company. We went nationwide. We now got a TV segment in Atlanta. We expanded to Florida. All of this has happened. So in the next five years, I see us having a national presence in all 50 states. I see myself creating an army of individuals that want to learn how to be an agent to teach other people how to create their own bank. And I'm going to personally train you to create your own bank so we can spread this message to the whole world so that our communities can be empowered and our communities can be uplifted. I see myself starting a school. That school is called Success High School. Now, in that particular school, we're not, it's not going to be an ordinary school. We got to change the whole educational system. What we're going to do in that school is we're actually going to, they're going to come in dressed to impress. Every month, they're going to have a million-dollar entrepreneur that's going to become a spit in their game. There's two major projects that they need when they go into their freshman year. The first project, they have to have a community service project. The second one is a business plan. We're going to develop that community service project and business plan for all four years. So by the time that they graduate, they have a business and they have a um, community service project. So even if they don't decide to go to college, they could go out and be wealthy right away. So that's my plan, bro, in the next five years. Be clear about your plans. Be clear about your goals. See, he just asked me, what do we expect the next five years? You got to understand that I've already thought about this. Mm-hmm. If you haven't wrote down your goals, if you never envision it, it will never happen. So if you haven't wrote down your goals, you need to manifest that and speak it to existence because the Bible says, speak those things that are not as though they are. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. So if you're not manifesting and you're not speaking it, it's not going to happen. So you need to make it happen and, and write it down, bro. There it is. Man, listen, we cannot close it out any better than that. I don't got nothing else to say. Do yourself a favor, okay? First off, uh, follow Marv, okay? Gave you all the tools. Um, Go to the website, get the checklist, uh, book a call with him. Um, I'm I'm definitely going to book a call with you because I need to get myself together. Um, uh, Do me a favor. Go get you some social proof, okay? Go build something. And I need you to do what Marv and everybody else on this podcast is doing, bringing it right back to the community. Say, this is what I did, so you can do it too. All right, that's the only way our community grows. All right, we are out of here. Peace. David Chance presents to you the morning meetup. Do you have an idea you need to get off the ground? Are you a small business owner looking to earn supplemental income or replace your current income? Come and join the most amazing mentorship and accountability group for entrepreneurs live with David Shands himself. That's right. This is not pre-recorded and it's not a replay. This is live every morning, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern. In addition to the live calls, you also receive a weekly individual Q&A call, a private Facebook community, access to all call replays and access to David's list of resources and contacts you need to be in an environment of success so head over to themorningmeetup.com today for your one dollar seven day trial that's right just one dollar for seven days of access to the morning meetup take massive action towards manifesting your dreams today themorningmeetup.com With Chime Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments. Get started at Chime.com slash build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Results may vary. See Chime.com for details. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.